Hello, I'm Ros Chandler from Fieldgate Flowers. You are listening to the Cut Flower Podcast. This is for you if you want to learn more about growing your own cut flowers. We'll cover loads of subjects, things like citing a patch, your soil, manure and compost, seeds and germination, perennials and biennials, foliage and so much more. We'll have some exciting guests along the way. Thank you very much for listening. Hello, today we're going to talk about cutting and conditioning blooms. It's that time of year when we're getting round to cutting our flowers. So perhaps the most important thing to remember is that your buckets that you're cutting into need to be meticulously clean. They need to be no debris in them, no old flowers in them, no bits of dust or dirt. So that's the most important thing you can start with is a nice bucket with clean water. Next, people ask us at what time of day should they cut? The best time is early in the morning when the flowers have had the most opportunity to take water up overnight. Um, And if you can't do that late in the evening when it's cooler and cut the flowers straight into water and then hydrate them overnight. So different flowers have different ways of cutting and conditioning. And there's always the exception to the rule, isn't there? There's that odd one that doesn't do what it's told. So we'll talk about those too. A bit like a child really, isn't it? So let's talk about woody stems first. Things like roses, eucalyptus, beech, yew, um, some pittosporum. After you cut the stems at an angle, you need to cut them at an angle. And why would you do that? About a quarter of an inch from the bottom of the stem. And the reason you do that is because if it's cut at an angle, it will absorb more water up into the stem. Now, if you think of it equated to a straw in a glass, If you put the straw straight down in the glass and try and have it on the bottom and try and drink water, you can't really get very much. If you put it at an angle, the water will go up the straw. And that's the same for a stem. So remove all the lower foliage, which will come below the level of the water. It's quite important that you don't have any foliage below the level of the water. And place the stems in a bucket about a quarter filled with warm water. That's the idea for woody stems. It's the same for semi-woody stems, things like chrysanthemums, lilies, carnations, asparagus ferns. Again, you cut um, up the bottom, you make it at an angle and you put it in warm water. Soft stems, things like freesias, hellebores, anemones, um, they need to be put in really deep water. I mean, hellebores, for instance, have a really, um, they will wilt quite a lot. So they need to be immersed right up to their necks. So not a not not a quarter full of water. You've got to fill it right up to their necks. Give them a good drink overnight. The flowers can then be arranged. Hellebores are a special case and benefit from the boiling water treatment, which we'll talk about later in this podcast. Then hollow stems, perhaps the most tricky, are things like delphiniums and lupins. These are notorious for getting air locks in them as air enters the stem as soon as it's cut. So as well as cutting the stems at an angle and removing the lower leaves as usual, you can turn the stems upside down and fill the hollow stem with tepid water. Then if you plug the stem with cotton wool or hold your thumb over it while you place it back in the bucket, you will stop the airlock going up. Milky stems, things like euphorbia and poppies. The stems of such flowers, they give that milky substance, which is actually an irritant to hand. So you need to be wearing gloves while you're handling euphorbias. It can be messy um, and can get all over the skin, too. So it's not a good idea. 
Um, these ones should have their stems cut and then the end should be burnt with a flame to seal it. The cut stem ends can also be rinsed under running water to remove excess of that horrible irritant before placing into warm water for conditioning. Let's talk about bulbous stems. You might still have some tulips, um, but this covers tulips, daffodils, bluebells, hyacinths, all of those bulbs. Most of the time, um, certainly on a flower farm, you will be pulling the whole stem as well as the bulb. So if you think about the white part of the um, stem that you've just pulled out, that can't um, absorb um, water. So you need to remove that um, to the green part um, and put it into water. We would suggest tepid water if you want the flowers to open and cold water if you want to keep them closed for a little longer. So some exceptions to the rules, those naughty little children who don't behave themselves, are things like we've talked about hellebores um, and putting them up to the neck in water, but also hydrangeas. Gosh, they're notoriously difficult to condition. Both will benefit from what we call the boiling water treatment. So this is as follows. Add about an inch of boiling water to a jug and then place the stem ends in the water for about a minute. This will force out the air from the stems and allow a better uptake of water. Take them out of the hot water, recut the stems and put them into water up to their necks. Or what we do with hydrangeas is we immerse the whole thing in a bath overnight, including the flowers. Now, that's OK as long as you don't want to have a bath, but perhaps you need to tell your family this is what you're doing. So that's really important for hellebores and hydrangeas. And I know it's quite frustrating. Um, what else have you got? Grey foliage, such as Senenico or woody foliage, um, should never be fully immersed to condition it, as the water is absorbed by the grey covering and the colour of the foliage will be spoiled if you do that. So just bear that in mind when you get your Senenico, which actually it's Dusty Miller, isn't it? I love that. Again, we're back to Dusty Miller. I think he came from Campbellwick Green or something. Just makes me laugh. Um, carnations and pinks should have their stems cut between the nodes or the joints as they cannot take up water if cut or broken on the node. That's quite important to notice. Uh, tulips as well. Um, it's quite common to wrap those in newspaper to keep the stems upright because they tend to do their own thing once they're being conditioned. They tend to flop a little bit. So that's quite important. Um, lilac is another one, which is an exception. Um, should have all its foliage removed as it prevents sufficient water from reaching the flower head if you've got foliage on the lilac. So you need to take that off. Um, yeah, lilac's quite tricky to do as well. And the only other thing I'm thinking of is sweet peas. Um, you shouldn't spray these with water. A lot of people think you should spray, uh, spray sweet peas. Well, that's difficult to say with water, but it will disfigure the petals. So I wouldn't do that. And sweet peas, beautiful as they are, and hydrated and conditioning in normal cool water, they will only have a vase life of about five days. But the great thing about sweet peas is you can just keep cutting and cutting and cutting them, and they will keep delivering for you. So I hope that helps. They are There are differences with um, conditioning flowers, um, and there are some tricky ones. So many thanks. Thank you for listening. This has been the Cut Flower Podcast. Please do join us on our Facebook group, The Cut Flower Collective, for lots more hints and tips. Thank you.